Hello, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. It's Thursday, August 4th, 2022. Today in the news, we're going to be talking about national governments begin limiting energy expenditures. Spain has started to limit the amount of air conditioning stores and shops and other commercial ventures. Also, Alex Jones is repeatedly referred to as a fabulist in New York Times stories on his defamation trials. Also, what will 90,000 more IRS agents do? DeSantis mocks monkeypox scare. And Trump candidates sweep GOP primaries. Lake in Arizona is undermined by election malfeasance. And her race still has yet to be called. Also going to have additional disturbing news on the biotechnology front. Coming up right now. So the first uh, story we're doing today is um, from CBS News. The first story we're covering today is from CBS News. Spain bans offices, bars, and shops from setting AC below 80 degrees as Europeans this summer struggle with extreme heat and rising energy costs. Spain issued a decree this week requiring air conditioning in public spaces be set at or below 27 degrees Celsius, that's 80 degrees Fahrenheit. The measure will apply to offices, shops, bars, and restaurants, as well as public transport systems and transport centers. The decree was part of a bill passed by the Spanish government Monday in a bid to reduce the country's gas consumption by 7% in line with the recent European Union energy agreement to limit dependency on Russian gas or to limit dependency on on fossil fuels, period, because that's coming right from the World Economic Forum. So in the New York Times, continued coverage of Alex Jones's defamation lawsuits that are uh, at trial right now, one in Connecticut and one in Texas, and they write the info... War's conspiracy theorist was presented with text messages from his own cell phone that his lawyers appeared to have accidentally sent to lawyers. Um, again, they don't talk about what the exactly what the evidence is in the text messages. They said it refers to certain things. Um, I don't really see, first of all, what these trials are about, a defamation lawsuit you're trying to sue Alex Jones for millions of dollars because of something that happened several years ago. Purportedly, um, Alex Jones fans came to your house or said mean things to you. Um, I I don't really understand why, if, if someone else did that to someone else, you would have to prove um, damages. And I'm not even sure that they could do that. So they're really, um, 
putting Alex Jones on the spit here. But my problem with, <laughs> with the whole article or many of the articles is they keep referring to Alex Jones as a fabulist. Now, what is a fabulist? Well, a fabulist, according to Miriam Webster, is a creator of writer, uh, a creator or writer of fables or a liar. So they're calling Alex Jones a liar or a creator of fables because he questioned the Sandy Hook uh, incident. Um, just as in Uvalde, I never saw evidence of a shooting. Uh, I'm not going to say there, that there wasn't one. My issue is whether or not this so-called person, Al, uh, Adam Lanza, was in fact the shooter. Um, needless to say, there's still no evidence that a shooting ever took place. So moving along, uh, this is from The Federalist. Build back better bill would fund 86,000 additional IRS agents to sick on American taxpayers. So it's almost 90,000 more agents. Um, again, this is part of the Democrats' tax and spend. Uh, you can't avoid your taxes, and if you avoid your taxes, they're going to send IRS agents after you. It's going be um, it's going to be an authoritarian play. If you, and uh, the story goes on uh, in the lead, if, if you think the Democrats' tax and spending bill would expand government, I've got news for you. Believe it or not, the Build Back Better legislation would more than double the size of the IRS. That's one of the hidden details in the agreement that Senator Joe Manchin of West Virginia cut with Majority Leader Chuck Schumer behind closed doors. And of course, Democrats want to ram it through Congress within the matter of days, as House Speaker Nancy Pelosi once said about another big government scheme, we have to pass the bill so you can find out what's in it. So my problem with this is it's more federal spending on agencies that are harassing Americans. From the Hill, DeSantis says monkeypox concern overblown. We are not doing fear in the state. Florida governor, Ron DeSantis rejected growing concerns over monkeypox during a press conference Wednesday, arguing that the media and the politicians were unnecessarily stoking fear about the illness. I'm so sick of politicians. We saw this with COVID, trying to sow fear into the population. We had people calling, mothers worried about whether their kids could catch it at school. Well, we know, we know exactly what that is. So he went on to say, we're not doing fear and we're not going to go out and try to rile people up and try to act like people can't live their lives as they've been normally doing because of something. Now, it's about 6,000 cases out of a population of 350 million. So Governor DeSantis is right by saying that there's really no need for concern. Now, they're going to use it because it's a, uh, a visible disease that you can see on people and see it on yourself. So it tends to scare people a little bit more than something like COVID where you can't really see the manifestation of the disease. But I said this all along that um, like with COVID, and we already have two major, the most populous states um, declaring a, an emergency. So you know this is going to have effects on the election and be have those states be able to institute the same 
uh, election, the mail-in ballots and some of this election, uh, it's really election malfeasance because although this time around, I believe the legislatures are going to vote in these uh, little extra gimmies, uh, the ballot boxes and the ballot harvesting and particularly the mail-in ballots to kind of throw the election. So Biden, also from the Hill, Biden tests positive for the fifth straight day after rebound COVID infection. And as I said yesterday, they're going to try to have um, this reoccurring infection uh, kind of have a debilitating effect on, on Joe Biden on whether or not um, he's going to be healthy enough uh, to run. I think it's going to be part of his demise. He's going to have long COVID. They're going to be reoccurring issues. They're going to blame his decline on uh, long COVID. So this is from Reuters. Pro-Trump activist swamp election officials with sprawling records requests. Pro-Trump operatives are flooding local officials with public records requests to see evidence for the former president's false stolen election claims and to gather intelligence on voting machines and voters adding to the chaos rocking the U.S. election system. Now, this is surrounding um, the primary for Lake. Um, and this is the reason because she's uh, she has a narrow lead right now, and they're worried that they're going to find more votes to um, get Robson over the top. Uh, the Maricopa County uh, Recorder's Office in Arizona, an election battleground state, has fielded 498 public records requests this year, 130 more than last year. Officials in Washoe County, Nevada, have fielded 88 public records requests, two-thirds more than in all of 2021, and the number of requests to North Carolina state election boards have already nearly equaled last year's total of uh, 229. The surge of requests is overwhelming staffs that oversee elections in some jurisdictions, fueling baseless voter baseless voter fraud allegations and raising concerns about an inadvertent release of information that could be used to hack voting systems, according to dozens of officials. So, no, it's not people wanting to find out whether or not there was election malfeasance. They're getting information so they can uh, commit malfeasance themselves. It's really not the case at all. The case is as they're getting information because after the midterms, if the GOP does indeed take control of Congress, uh, they're going to launch their own investigation. So this is a fact-finding request thing because this isn't, uh, if they do have congressional hearings, uh, you're going to see uh, the tables turn on, on these folks. So uh, from the Hill again, election deniers rack up wins fueling concerns by both parties. And apparently from the Hill, this is by Julia Manchester uh, from today, Republicans touting former president's unfounded claims that the 2020 election was stolen, saw victories across the map in Tuesday's primaries, raising questions and for many concerns about what will happen in November's general election. Despite GOP figures such as former Vice President Mike Pence urging Republicans to look forward rather than focus on what happened two years ago, GOP primary voters overwhelmingly chose candidates who made the 2020 election a central part of their campaign message because everybody knew that Donald Trump uh, 
got enough votes to win and that it was unlikely that Joe Biden got more votes than any other presidential candidate in history. He just wasn't that popular. And go figure, populism usually wins, especially in a democracy. Um, the more people that like you, the more likely you are going to win in a general election. Democrats and some Republicans argue that these candidates won't stand a chance when they face independent voters in November, but others warn not to count them out given President Biden's low approval ratings and the dismal national mood, which they're trying to change, obviously. As I said before, ex-anchor Lake Lawyer Robson in tight race and GOP, this is from the AP, from Jonathan Cooper. Vote counting continued, <laughs> and the Democrats love that. Vote counting continued in a close race to determine the Republican nominee for governor in Arizona with former television news anchor Carrie Lake narrowly leading lawyer Karen Taylor Robson. The contest is seen as a barometer of Donald Trump's enduring influence after the establishment. Republicans came out in force behind Robson. Lake is closely aligned with former president who could gain allies with influence of how elections are run as he considers a 2024 White House campaign. Um, I'm worried about election malfeasance here. Uh, it, it's just a fact of the matter. Nobody wants, uh, no establishment people want Kerry Lake to win um, and they don't want any Trump-endorsed people to win and they don't want Trump. And the simple reason is he's populist and he's not establishment. And they did this, they, you know, the left continually said during Trump's presidency and in the campaign, oh, he is establishment. He, um, he's not because the establishment hates him. Why would he be for the establishment if the establishment hates him and are doing everything to undermine his future candidacy, his candidacy in 2016 and all throughout his presidency? You got to see the writing on the wall with this stuff. All right, from um, AFP, which is the French press agency, Kansas abortion vote rocks U.S. midterms outlook. Like I said, this is going to be a barrage, a steady flow of different crises, manufactured or otherwise, um, to try to get the ball rolling and get some momentum for the Democrats to avoid this red wave. Um, they did it with Pelosi's visit. They did it with a Build Back Better bill, and they're going to continue doing it. And with this surprise vote in a Republican-heavy Kansas to repudiate, <laughs> to repudiate a push for abortion bans, fired shockwaves through the U.S. political landscape ahead of November's midterm elections with President Joe Biden. Democrats now seen a glimmer of hope that they may avoid a predicted drubbing in November. And uh, the fact being is that Ohio isn't a Southern state. And so Republican doesn't equal anti-abortion necessarily. You have to understand they don't use this, uh, this very much anymore, the term Bible Belt. So the Bible Belt is like runs through the middle of the country and goes south. And those people that are, uh, those areas that are full of Christian conservatives um, they tend more to be against abortion than a state like Ohio or maybe even Kansas. That's Midwest. That's considered Midwest. It's not the South. So even the AFP here, they're trying to do a little bait and switch saying, oh, Republicans are for this 
and it's not a, really a geographical jurisdiction of the Bible Belt, which you have uh, Christian conservatism, which is different than general conservatism or republicanism. So, and the majority of people in the United States do believe that folks should have the right to an abortion, they just want to limit it. And you'll see in the Kansas vote that there's going to be some limiting to abortion. Abortions may be allowed, it won't be a ban, but there'll be some limiting there. From BBC News, UN Chief Guterres slams oil and gas as firms grotesque greed. But the real thing that, that stuck out from this story that everybody's reporting on is uh, Guterres said it was immoral for firms to be profiting from the crisis, and they're talking about the war in Ukraine. But this is just the beginning of, you'll see the global establishment um, start to demonize, and by using words like immoral, to start demonizing people as immoral that are proponents for fossil fuel use and the way I characterize it is cheap energy. So if you're advocating for cheap energy, you're gonna be considered immoral because if you don't love the earth more than humans, um, that's, gonna, that's new paganism, neo-paganism. You're gonna, you know, you're gonna be labeled a bad person. From the Taiwan news, Taiwan Defense Ministry blasts China's live fire zones as a blockade. Um, China is having a military drills following the visit by Sec uh, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi to Taiwan. Uh, this is good for her politically because there are a lot of Chinese expats that live in her district, um, the free Chinese, non-communist Chinese. But also, it's just a way for the Democrats to show some you know, foreign policy bravada, but realistically, um, Pelosi and all the Democrats in the DNC are in the pocket of the communist Chinese, and there's no real rift there. It's all for show. And in some disturbing technology news, scientists create world's first synthetic embryos. Researchers use stem cells from mice to form embryo-like structures with intestinal tract, beginnings of a brain, and beating heart. Researchers have created the first world's first synthetic embryos in a groundbreaking feat that bypassed the need for sperm, eggs, and fertilization. Scientists at the Wiseman Institute in Israel found the stem cells from mice could be made to self-assemble into early embryos like structures with an intestinal tract. Beginning of a brain and beating heart. Known as synthetic embryos because they are created without fertilized eggs, the living structures are expected in the near term to drive deeper understanding of how organs and tissues during the development of natural embryos. Scary stuff. And there's going to be limited legal repercussions because if it's synthetic, it's not going to have the same moral cast as an actual natural organic living thing. And as we see here with the NBC News article, scientists reanimate dead cells in pig, a potential breakthrough for organ transplants, and they always, everything is, everything is always framed, and oh, it's so helpful. The new research challenges the idea that beginning of cell death is irreversible, though bioethicists say it is also poses significant questions. Indeed, playing God again in this secular humanist scientific scientism nonsense. 
New research is confounding conventional wisdom about life and death. Researchers at Yale University used a new technology to restore cells in some organs of pigs that had just died, bringing the animal cells back to function. The new findings, which were published Wednesday in the scientific journal Nature, raised profound ethical questions about how medicine defines, defines death, but also teases new possibilities of the collection of human organs for transplant. They always frame it in a good light. Oh, this will help people looking for organ transplant. It's not. It's the constant quest by the very rich to beat death or to somehow beat death. And this is along those lines. Millions and millions and billions of dollars goes into funding uh, how to cheat death. And this is Satan's old game to cheat judgment and therefore, and to cheat death, therefore cheating judgment. The research is still in the early experimental phase and many years from potential use in humans. It could ultimately help to extend the life of people whose hearts have stopped beating or have suffered a stroke. The technology also shows potential dramatically shift how organs are collected for transplant. Again, that's playing God. Um, bringing people back to life. Has anybody seen Pet Cemetery? Who knows what's going to happen uh, with this, but uh, are we going to bring back uh, the Rockefellers? Are we going to bring back uh, Brzezinski, you know, are we going to bring back any of these people? Is 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 Soros going to be kept alive forever? It's hard to say. It's not something I'm looking forward forward to. I mean, death is death. Anyway, uh, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Please like and subscribe. And follow me on uh, Getter Minds Twitter and Facebook. And don't forget to click that notification bell. All right, we'll see you tomorrow. Rudy's Revelation.